Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hello and welcome. This is Julianne Black and you're listening to the I Am Woman Project, the place where collaboration meets inspiration and possibility. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to Devashi Shakti. I first met Devashi years ago at a dinner party and loved her energy (laughs) straight away. So I'm really excited to have her here so she can share her story with you. This will be a fascinating conversation as we deep dive into Devashi. Welcome, Devashi. Thank you so much, Jules. (laughs) Hi, everybody. So Devashi is an international leader in feminine psychosexual development and practical sacred feminine wisdom. She's the founder of Tigress Yoga and has 18 years experience as a guide and confidant. As an embodiment coach, Devashi has assisted thousands of women and men to experience awakening of their tantric energy. She's passionate about providing sanctuary spaces for women to learn about their sensuality and sexuality in safe environments without the ambiguous dynamics often found in the tantric world. Tigress Yoga is the first in the world to offer a tantric-based yoga practice designed specifically for women's bodies. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Such an honour to have you here. Thank you, beautiful. It's really lovely to be invited. (laughs) So tell us a little bit more about Tigress Yoga. Sure, sure. Well, look, Tigress is, is a... It's a technology, it's an ancient technology applied in a modern context for women. And to me, it just seemed like the most obvious thing in the world that needed to happen because um, what I often let women know is that although yoga in the way that most people practice it now, the regular Hatha yoga styles that happen around Australia, um, especially, and there's a lot of sport culture in Australia, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, so there's lots of health benefits from practicing like that. But what a lot of women don't realize is that these um, sequences of of yogic practice that they're doing are from male lineages Mm -hmm. that are not actually designed to help accentuate feminine energy or cultivate that or develop that into a real whole woman psychology. Mm -hmm. And so Tigress really steps in to um, tap into something even more ancient and offer that in a um, class and workshop format where women can actually really get in touch with what it is to be female. Nice. Mm. That's beautiful. (laughs) 
I love that. So yeah. does it, and so it, it balances out the feminine and the masculine energies. Well, we already are living in a world where there's a lot of dominance of the masculine energy. Yeah. And so um, a lot of women are aligning to that because that's what's in our environment. Mm -hmm. And so to actually take um, some intentional time and space to develop feminine energy is quite a different thing to do. Mm. And a lot of women, when they come and experience it, if they haven't done something like that before, they recognize pretty quick how very different it is. And um, how deeply beneficial it can be in their lives too. Yeah, look, I can imagine that even coming from such a male-dominated world when I was um, a TV producer, it, mm-hmm. it was it, uh, yoga became my sanctuary of being able to just um, just become self-aware again and, and get back into my body. So I would have loved Tigress Yoga back in those days because sure. it just would have <clears throat> assisted me in being able to um, to really balance that out because I was in that male-dominated world you do tend to um, operate using those primary traits because you think that that's how you're going to get ahead. Years later, (laughs) I know that's so not true anymore, Mm. but that's all I knew back then and I'm sure thousands and thousands of women um, still believe that today. Exactly. Millions even, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Could we go as far to say billion anyway? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Totally. It's, it's very much the case. You know, the, the majority of the world's population are not quite embodying the real female energy amongst the women. And, um, so this is a really revolutionary thing, even though it's, it's quite ancient, but to really apply it now here today in the world, it's, um, it's really quite a revolutionary act for a woman to nourish her femaleness. And, you know, what even is that? It's, it's so connected to our sensuality and to our female sexuality and to our sense of being able to be receptive and magnetic and, um, connecting to our pleasure and letting that inform the way that we experience all the powerful things that happen in our lives as women from menstruation to um, sex and orgasm to birth. You know, um, Tigris specifically um, hones in on these peak experiences that women have and the practice itself of the yoga um, is a way to tap into that same Um, potent energy that is naturally running through a woman in those peak experiences but without waiting for example a childbirth experience to happen (laughs) to be able to tap into it nice so are the postures um, very different yeah, a lot of the physical postures are different. Some of them are not that different, but a lot of them are. But it's more the way that we're doing them right. and the expression that's involved and the context that we're experiencing it in that makes it really different. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. So what drives you <laughs> now that we've had that, that gorgeous kind of introduction? <laughs> what drives you? What's the best part of your job? Oh, well, look, I'm, I'm really all about liberating this um, deep feminine consciousness and presence in, in individual women and in communities and in the world. And for a long time, I've been a, um, 
transformational um, body-based practitioner f- since I was 17, actually, which is quite a long time ago now. <laughs> and so I, I just love creating beautiful, transformational, life-changing experiences for people. And I'm specifically dedicated to doing that in restoring this sacred feminine energy that I've been speaking about. And for me to see when a woman is discovering that mystical feminine nature inside of her, that is just such a gift to me. I I love being in the energy of that. And, you know, I've got a really big um, vision that I'm so dedicated to so that more women can have access to this experience of themselves. I love it. I've got a big smile on my face when I hear you say (laughs) that as well. It's just like... Oh yes, let me deep dive into that gorgeousness. What that's in, that's beautiful, and you can <laughs> you can hear your passion and your love for it as well. It's um, yes, it's it's a, it's a cellular yeah. thing for you. It's not surface deep. You've lived this. No, <clears throat> pretty pretty much nothing about me is surface deep. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. <laughs> So with the benefit of hindsight, what would you have done differently in your life or career? What What's the best advice that you have been given? Um, okay, well, I'm going to kind of answer those one at a time mm. because they're kind of different answers. And, um, you know, with, with the benefit of hindsight, what I've done differently, my true answer to that is nothing because even the most shittiest of experiences <laughs> have been so pivotal Mm. and um yeah so my true answer in that is you know everything is as it was meant to be to get me to where I am and the experiences that I've had have created the the woman that I now am Mm. um but what I would add to that because I find it useful when you know I hear other people reflecting on experiences they've had in their lives so I'd love to contribute to that um, kind of wisdom and and just share that um, especially for someone like myself who was quite aware at a young age of what my focus was because it's very specific what I'm doing isn't it yes (laughs) and um, although yes that did come into form and shape more as time went on but I was very aware and very um, switched on and awakened to what my life was about from a pretty young age and I was also very, very independent. And um, I had some weird experiences with different spiritual teachers along along the way. But so the advice that that I that I would give actually is um, when you know what your life is about, when you know what your path is about, to just be really dedicated to that and really open to the right support and assistance coming in because it hasn't really been until a bit later in my life now that I've been really receptive to mentors that can help me to do exactly what I'm here to do in ways that might take me another few years to figure out on my own. Mm. So being open to mentorship from the right people um, sooner, um, maybe, maybe if there was something I would have done differently, it could be that. Yes. And so what is the, um, how do you choose the right one? Well, (laughs) that that kind of leans into the the former question where it's like, you know, 
I wouldn't change anything, um, even though not everything has been ideal, <laughs> um, because it's those experiences that teach us so much. Yeah, they really teach us so much, and um, you know, to, to actually allow those shadow experiences and and really learn from them, and you know, actually um, explore them consciously rather than avoid them, is something that I would totally recommend. Yeah. Um, because yeah, there's, there's nothing like the deepest learning tends to happen in those kind of unfortunate experiences. Yeah, sometimes, absolutely agree with that um, <laughs> from a very deep soul level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I and I know that um, when you get to a certain point, when you're actually requesting for for help from a really healthy way, because it will help shift you and move you forward. Um, into that new dynamic um, mm. and dimension as well for your own evolution. It is a really beautiful and empowering thing to do. Um, whereas I think when we first, um, I know for me, when I first sought help, it was coming from a very, um, uh, you know, I'm a fuck up type place. Mm. Um, excuse my language it it but that's just that that's how that's how dense it was mm. um and so when I was searching for people I was just searching for anybody that was um selling the promise of mm. what I wanted and so now it's um I'm, I'm being so awake and so conscious of and and know myself so intimately I'm able to then um, tap into the people and the resources that I actually need that will help me soar. Yes. Um, and so it, it comes from a very abundant and loving and um, peaceful um, space. Yes. I, yeah, I agree. And and sometimes that openness, it can just be an energetic thing where there's um, – you know, if, if there is a clarity about what your path is about or even if you just have a desire to be clear in your intention um, of, of what you're doing with your life, then just that openness energetically can attract yes. the right people too and sometimes they find you as well. <laughs> I know. Have you had those people, because I know I have, when, they, when they're like, I have to work with you. You're the one. Yeah, and, yeah. It, it, it's you. <laughs> and it's like, really? Uh, <laughs> should we question this? Okay, excellent. Let's, let's do this thing. <laughs> so what's the greatest lesson you have, you've learned? Well, you know, I've, I find that um, a little hard to answer because there have been so many. <laughs> um, but um one of the ones that really stands out for me, Jules, is about the power of our feelings um, that create our reality, our experience of our lives and just how powerful our feelings are, particularly as women, you know, and I know this is a women's program, so women mostly will be listening to this and will understand what I'm saying about how powerful our feeling nature really is. And so it's not just about this um, dominance of intellect that our education system has taught us to have, you know, we can actually really harness the power of our feelings. Mm -hmm. And in the manifestation process, it, it really is the, um, the, 
yeah, that potency of desire and of feeling that brings something into form because that's what makes energy move. That's what really um, attracts a certain vibration to us and really permeates our own selves with that particular vibration. It's through our feelings. And so, you know, I, I very much experience that we design the quality and kind of life and lifestyle that we have through that energy of desire, of feeling. Yes. And I know that from a very, very early age, I experienced my feeling world very, very strongly. And um, it wasn't until I was older that I realized that I could, um, you know, really consciously work with that rather than just being thrown around by my feelings. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you on that one as well. And I love the fact that um, when all is said and done, feelings are energy. And mm -hmm. when we can tap in and use that energetic force to be creative and empowered and achieve our heart's desires, um, doing it from that pure basis, then we become really powerful. Yes. Um, and we choose. We choose our lives and we choose how we respond. We choose what we react to. We yes. choose and I think that it's very easy to forget that we're not in charge and to get carried away with the emotional roller coaster of high highs and extreme lows. And I think that it is, you're so mm -hmm. spot on with it being missing in our culture because we're taught to be afraid of emotions. We're taught to be afraid of our feelings and mm -hmm. recognize that, you know, anger is just as naturally occurring as what happiness is but we're taught to have fear around it, yet it's just a ball of energy. I don't know if you've ever used anger creatively, but, man, can you achieve a lot. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely, I have. <laughs> it can be very useful. And, yeah. and you know, for me, I've really experienced in my body how anger is nothing but raw energy. Mm. It's just raw power. And so, yeah, um, yeah, it can have many productive uses. <laughs> And I love that because as women, I think that that is one of our really um, magnificent uh, differentiators because we are, we are, there is a lot of emotion going on in us. And so when we tap mm -hmm. into that, our manifestations and our desires can become a, a instant. <laughs> Yep, yep. And when things, when our feelings are powerfully negative, you know, that is a signal to course correct and yes. become aware of what do you want to feel. And like you said, Jules, you know, we're taught to be afraid of our emotions and um, that's not just for men, you know, women very much in, maybe they're not told this directly, but they're told this in many ways through how we are socialized from a young age, mm -hmm. that our, our, our emotions kind of make us weak. And, you know, we need to be more um, mentally orientated. Our, our whole schooling system does that to us as well. And, and it's even present in the manifestation kind of world where people are learning about how to do that. Um, it's not just about mental clarity. The real power of it is actually in our feelings. Yes. At the, um, <laughs> we could talk on and on yeah. and on about that one. 
um, because there's there's so much juice in there, and I, I and I'm sure there's so many women on the call that have been called oversensitive, um, or mm-hmm. um, stop sucking, or anything mm-hmm. like that. When you know when we when we're tapping into that now, um, the, the the way to turn that around is also to recognise that when you're in that, as you say, to course correct because you can either stay in that and go down victim road, or you can empower yourself and say that's not what I'm choosing to that's not how I want it to be this is how I want it to be and Mm. use your um your feelings to um to be the barometer of your soul as that beautiful book was um shared Mm. um and also to tap into our intuition because our intuition is is deeply linked and connected with our feelings as well yes absolutely Hmm, so I'm loving this next question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? <laughs> well, um, the, the first thing that comes um, up in my attention is to really take care of yourself as number one. Um, you know, we're just talking about feelings and, and I mean that particularly in matters of the heart. And I know that for myself as um, someone who's always been a very deeply empathic, feeling-orientated person, it um, took me a while to learn how to apply that emotional attunement that I easily extend to other people, all that compassion and all that sensitivity, and give it to myself. And um, I actually really believe that not only is this a very healthy thing for an individual woman to do, it's also essential if we want to turn around the dynamics of, of what's going on in the world, of how men and women are relating, um, and particularly for, for mothers and for any woman. But, um, yeah, if the mother in the household is learning to nourish herself and she just has that as a lifestyle, that is a way of being, she is permeating that through the lives of her children and that becomes completely normal to them. You know, and I think that yourself and many women listening to this will um, resonate with um, the reality that the generations of women before us have not integrated that and, you know, it just wasn't uh, socially acceptable even mm. to to really allow themselves um, that much personal space and, and personal pleasure and nourishment and joy. Mm. And there has been for a very long time this thing of women forgetting themselves and leaving themselves behind. And a lot of the disempowerment that happens in the world for women, I mean, a lot of it is pretty big picture worldly things that, you know, there's atrocities that happen to women around the world, but a huge part of how we can turn that around is how we treat ourselves. Yes. And I love that because there is so much of a stigma also about selfishness and being natural carers, we do tend to care about everyone else and make sure that everyone else is happy because when everyone else is happy, we can relax but yes. it doesn't kind of work like that because not everyone else is always happy at the same time. So therefore, <laughs> you know, it, it, our attention is is loose at the best of times um, because we don't take that out. And I know, um, you know from a, a that uh, there's a um, someone just came into mind, Tony Robbins, because he talks a lot about. Um, it, from a relationship space, um, nurturing the relationship 
ahead mm-hmm. of everything else. Mm-hmm. So um, within the space, because that teaches similar, it was just so similar to what you were saying, because um, most people put their children first when the children come around. And yet what mm. he was sharing was what if we turned that model upside down and actually focused on the relationship and kept nurturing the relationship because then we're modelling to our children exactly how we want um, our children to learn to be in relationships. Um, and I that, completely agree. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, that's why it just became so real to, to share that, that point because it's the same from the feminine. If we can, if we can as women start to go n- uh, nurturing ourselves is taking responsibility and nurturing ourselves is how we can give more and be more um everything um then you know isn't that a a magnificent gift to give ourselves and then the rest of the world as well we all yeah and one of the things i say often to women is that our most primary relationship is not with your partner your husband it's with yourself correct and so the illusion is that if that's happening then you're not available for anyone else but the reality of it is actually that there's a greater bandwidth to be able to take care of other people. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Because you can become more present. You're not distracted. Mm -hmm. You don't have these dark corners in your mind distracted or thinking about something else. You can be 100% present. And that's the greatest gift we can give anybody. Yes. With ourselves especially. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So what keeps you up at night? Oh, well, <laughs> um, really, to be honest, it's it's seeing how I can be the greatest contribution to be of highest service to the world, particularly in, in the area that we've been talking about. And I know that my path is very focused on um, liberation of, of the sacred feminine energy and, you know, and I... I really feel the the pain of the world and, um, you know, what keeps me up at night is just, you know, how much can I actually contribute because I've had experiences in my life that have really shown me that nothing is really more important, Um, you know, firstly is taking care of myself and then it's actually, um, you know, contributing real value to to helping this situation change and evolve um and yeah particularly with the honoring of the feminine the honoring of woman i'm i'm just i'm sitting in peace with that Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's such a it's a big mission and it's just uh you know it's it's uh it, it can be very peaceful as well because it's it starts with self Yes. And, yes. And 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 to me, the the uh, the drive or the desperation in having such a big vision completely dissolves um, because the the foremost is how can you be as um, as fuller embodiment of yourself as possible, and only then can you go out there and um, and do the contribution that your heart desires. Yes, and that is my definition of success, Jules, mm. as well, because um, it's not just about an, a, an external achievement. My real definition of success is how much am I embodying? Mm. 
what I teach about. Mm. Ah, goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> so who's been the greatest influence? Well, you know, because no, I mean, lots of people have influenced me, lots of things have influenced me, but because there's no one particular person that stands out for me to answer that question, um, what what comes to me is actually my own vulnerability and my own suffering and what that relationship with myself has really taught me and that links into what we were saying earlier too. So the relationship that I have with my higher self, with, with my spirit, with what um, has always been with me and I've never not had that relationship by the way. It's, I've always experienced it since a child and it never you know, I never forgot it and then came back to it later. It's always been the most consistent relationship in my life. And so this is what's taught me so much. And um, to be honest, I also want to answer that question by saying it's it's actually nature, you know, the just this power of life itself through nature and the beauty of nature and how, you know, no matter what happens, no matter what humans do, <laughs> to nature that she just keeps giving and she just keeps, um, you know, staying true to who she is. And that really reminds me of the heart of woman. No matter how much suffering a woman has experienced, there is often this phenomenal desire to just keep loving. Mm. And I find that incredible, very inspiring. Yes, absolutely. I've got the most beautiful visions of that, of humanity coming together in an embrace with love hearts and nature. And <laughs> um, so if you had one word, um, if you had to pick one word that best describes your personal brand, what would that be? <laughs> because I actually love words quite a lot. It's hard yes. to pick one. Um and the easiest answer would be to say love, but to be really more specific to, to myself and what I'm all about, I would pick that one word as tigress <laughs> because what that means to me is, um, is really this full integrated embodiment of this, um, the fullness of woman in her instinctual primal intelligence, in her full heart, power of her feelings and her clarity of mind and direction of her spirit all integrated together. To me, that is the tigress energy in a woman where she's really full and integrated and whole. Yes, and I, there's so much strength in that. So I love that. <laughs> Hear us roar. <laughs> um, so what, what are three golden nuggets that you'd like to, um, to share with our listeners? Okay, great. Well, the first one I've got here is something that's not spoken about so often. And it's about how female leadership, which is being talked about a lot in the world at the moment, how female leadership actually begins at home and in our own bodies. Mm -hmm. So this links into what we were saying about embodying um, all of this. And what I would add to that is saying that just by being born female doesn't make you grow into a woman Okay, it, it actually takes real inner development to become a woman and to really like blossom like that flower and come into the full mm. wholeness of woman psychology. Mm -hmm. 
and to, to, to develop ourselves to that level. And, you know, the world so needs the contribution of that real feminine presence, yes. both in our homes, in our families, in our relationships and in the world. Yes, yes. That sexuality, that sensuality, that empowered, strong um, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, the, 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 the fierce, loving mother energy yes. and the deeply sensual, sexual, fecund fertility of the power <laughs> of the feminine all together, yes. <laughs> and so number two would be um, to get to know not just your intellect but also your real um, heart and primal intelligence like I just mentioned before. Mm. And there are very few places in the world where women can go to get to know themselves in what I call these three main centers of our intelligence and to learn how they um, relate to each other and how they integrate together to be able to experience real personal freedom in your life. Mm. And what are those three main centers? They are the primal instinctual intelligence mm -hmm. and our heart um, feelings our capacity for empathy compassion love and also our our intellect but I also include that our higher mind intelligence as well mm -hmm. and the way that that all gets expressed through a female is a quite a unique way mm. yeah and so number three would be to claim this alignment to your authentic female energy so that you can show up as a spiritual sexual priestess in your intimate relationship. And it takes significant inner development to do this and it's completely natural um, to the point where it's every woman's birthright, you know, and it's only the socialization process that takes a woman away from this so we need to go to environments and learn with particular teachers that can help um, create that embodiment and integration. It's quite a specific area. Mm. Amazing. So um, what does the future storyline for Devashi look, sound and feel like in one sentence? <laughs> <laughs> well, um being, being that I'm interested in completely embodying what I teach, you know, my personal life supports my work in the world and my work in the world very much informs and inspires my personal life too. And if I could sum that up really quickly, how I would say it is that I am here on this planet to see as many women as possible awaken that um, what's often called the sacred prostitute archetype. Mm -hmm. So it's that real temple woman who's really in the power of her femaleness, in her sensuality, in her sexuality, in her heart, and being able to live that in relationship mm -hmm. and to be able to live from that place as a mother. And so I'm here to see as many women as possible remember that this is their birthright, that this sovereignty is rightfully theirs to build a relationship with. Amazing.
Amazing. <laughs> so we'll have some links um, so as to be able to find you on uh, on the page with this podcast. However, what is your website and what are some of the um, how can we uh, how can we hunt you down? Sure, sure. <laughs> I love that word that you put in there, hunting. <laughs> um, yes. So sometimes women hunt the tigress, and sometimes the tigress will hunt you. We, we hear that from our students. <laughs> and so it's tigressyoga.com. T-I-G-R-E-S-S-Y-O-G-A.com. And at the moment, we have trained instructors in most Australian cities. Um, so we're operating nationally and there are also online services and some new instructors being trained to teach internationally as well. So our community is always growing. Brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Uh, it's been so inspiring. I've loved every second of it. Thank you. <laughs> this is Julianne Black for the I Am Woman Project. Keep smiling and be brilliant now. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.